A young, blonde, blue-eyed girl tries to catch her breath. Her friends run to her, surrounding her, cheering. Cameras also surround her. She's bewildered. Why? Because she just won gold at the Olympics. Join us this week as we look into the story of Elizabeth Robinson and possibly one of the greatest ever comeback stories in sporting history. Hey, boy. Hang on, bear. I'm good, boy. Welcome, everyone, to Cheeky Tales. Thanks for joining us this week. I am John. I am Aaron. And, uh, and that's our one intro <laughs> where we say who we are for the next eight. <laughs> yes, uh, I am hosting this week, so I am telling the story. And um, I'm sitting here passively. I'm the jokes man. The yawnster. The, the yawnster. <laughs> it's John and the yawnster coming at you. Live. live. <laughs> Not really live. But <laughs> <laughs> we also have Ollie here, who's become a bit of a mascot for uh, us. Oh, yeah. Oz. The old little, tubby tuxedo. His little bald spot on his mm. rear end. <laughs> That's just, actually, um, here in, the, um, in my script, I've written down, you know, like, I'm John, I'm hosting this week. And with me, as always, the only person who ever has not missed an episode. That's me. One hundred percent, baby. Uh, <laughs> Sean, you gotta pump your numbers up, mate. <laughs> He's missed a few. Come on. You've only missed one, haven't you? Just the one, yep. Yeah, that was your COVID one. Chickenpox one. That's right. I yeah. had chickenpox. Mm. Mm. We worked around your COVID ordeal. Yeah, we did well on that, didn't mm. we? Yeah. Good times. What a year. What a what a two years. Coming to yes. Mm. Um well, yeah, we're coming up on, this is episode, what, 38? It is 38. So, I guess a weekly podcast, one year anniversary, we've got 52 episodes. We're getting, yeah. we're getting close to, I guess. I think our one year was actually 28. Yeah, it was somewhere yeah. around there. Mm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's irrelevant to anything to do with this episode. That's true. So, what do we got? We got a breathless woman. She's won gold, did you say? She has won gold. Gold, okay. Yep. Gold medal. Okay. All right, so you're going to get into it? Yep. Gold, gold medal winner? Yep. All right. I'm going to guess athletics if she's breathless. Yes, that's correct. Mm. Okay. Um, you're trying to think of a pun. Do start spinning and then let go of that hammer and let it fly. I didn't want to go for the obvious one of on your marks, get set, go. Okay. So I thought, do the spin. Go for the obvious one. Yeah, you know, like hammer toss? Yes, I get it. Oh, um, on your marks. The story of the Olympics is largely agreed to begin in 1776 BC in Olympia, Greece. That was the running noise. Yeah, I get it. And then the crowd. Yeah. And- they were held as part of a religious festival in honour of the Greek god Zeus. Mm. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it does. Why does that sound familiar? Uh, I'm not allowed to say yet because you haven't said. No, that, that you are allowed to say. I'm yeah. allowed to say. <laughs> yes. Oh, it sounds like the Olympics, boy. <laughs> You know, the Olympics that we covered in the 1904 Olympic episode where the guy got strychnine poisoning yeah, and well, still won the marathon. <laughs> that is the first two sentences of your episode, actually. I just, is it? Just a, yeah. <laughs> did you just go back and- Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just went back and- I do like that, your that episode. episode started in ancient Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. What year was this one again? Uh, I hadn't said. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So mine was 1904. Yes. Uh, this one will be taking place, the first Olympics, in 1928. So not that far the from- first Olympics? The first Olympics I cover. Oh, like from, from okay. From our story. Right. From, okay. from, right. from, uh, I was like, did you not listen at all no. to my episode? 
No. Okay. Uh, the first episode, like we go into the story with Elizabeth, is the 1928 Olympics. Right. Okay. I, I cover a few. Um, but no, that was just the start of your episode. Okay. Uh, just joking around. We have obviously done an Olympic episode before. Where it was Aaron, a banger. Where Aaron has covered the history of the games. Mm. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, I recommend that you do. I often say it is my favourite episode of our podcast. I do recommend that as well. Mm. Um, it's usually the one I recommend people go listen to first. Yes. To get I, a feel for it. I did actually recommend it to my boss. Mm. Uh, just the other day, I said, oh, yeah. She was like, oh, you do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check this one out. It's pretty good. Mm. I find myself recommending your episodes all the time, actually. Not so much mine. Yeah, I, I, I go the Hatton Garden one as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she's like, oh, I've seen the dolphin. I said, do, do not start with Dolphin Don't start House. start with Dolphin House. <laughs> and then she's like, well, maybe I do want to. I'm like, <laughs> I um, It is the only one that we have a content warning at the start of. Yeah, the ick warning. <laughs> So, yeah, I recommend that you listen to that. Um, maybe not pause this one and go. But if you want to get like a, a full history of like the ancient Olympics and stuff like that. I uh, covered it pretty well. Yeah, Aaron covers it really well. Um, plus, you'll also get the ridiculous story of a marathon. So good. And what they did to those poor runners. Yeah. There was also the swimming in the lake. I mean, in the river. Yeah, I did. Uh, my daughter actually wanted to listen to it. So, I have yeah. in the last week. Nice. Started listening to it again. Yeah, the asymmetrical lake and yeah, yeah pretty funny. However, uh, let us have a quick look at the history of women at the Olympic Games. Mm. The uh, 1900 Games in Paris, Paris, which you did mention, was the first to feature female athletes. And Helena de Portels. I'm sure that's exactly how it's pronounced. I probably not. Of Switzerland became the first woman to compete in the first Olympic Woman champion. Okay. Uh, she was a member of the winning team in the first one to two ton sailing event on May 22nd, 1900. Good job. So she was, it was a male, female team. Uh, so first woman to compete in the Olympics and first. Female winner. Female winner. Okay. Yep. Charlotte Cooper of Britain. Yeah. Was the first individual female champion winning the women's single tennis competition on July 11th, 1900. It's, I don't know why it's just weird to me to think that long ago it was still tennis at the Olympics. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Tennis and golf were the only disciplines in which women could complete, uh, compete individually. I believe golf only appeared in like a couple of Olympics at the start. That is true. Yes. And then disappeared until Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Alongside sailing, tennis and golf, women also competed in croquet. Yep. Man, that's a sport that doesn't exist much anymore. Mm, I know. There's a croquet club in the town that John and I live in. Um, I can't remember the last time I saw anyone playing croquet there. Admittedly, I go there, like near there, probably twice a year. I feel like I remember people playing there, but I can't tell you how long ago that was. Yeah. I have seen it. Like, let's be real. You're talking about Queen's Park, right? Yeah. Is that going to get renamed? They probably all died. (laughs) <laughs> That's just a reality. Sour note. They probably aged out. I don't know if they'll rename the park. I highly doubt it. Mm, okay. They're not going to call it Kingsland, are they? No, no, I don't mean a state. I mean the park. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. They're not going to rename everything that's named after a queen. It could do. It's been a while since we've had to change of monarchy. Don't know. <laughs> what was that? That was the <laughs> that precursor to a yawn. Into a yawn. <laughs> uh, Adam will love that. Overall, 22 women competed at the 1900 Games, making up 
only 2.2% of all competitors. That's low. That's not very I mean, many. I'm sure that that's probably like in line with women's participation in anything in that time. Mm. Not exactly the greatest time to, you know, not be straight white male. That is true. Yeah. Uh, I do have a little mini tale from um, the, this one. Uh, so from the golf competition, mm. Margaret Ab- Abbott shot a 47 to win. Mm. Uh, she was the first female American to win a gold medal. Although she never received a medal. Instead, she was given a gilded porcelain bowl. Okay. <laughs> which is just like a gold, gold leaf yeah. porcelain bowl. Why? Don't know. <laughs> so here you go. Here's your bowl. I don't know. Yeah. The, I think you mentioned the first games in 1896. Mm. Medals weren't given out. Yeah. I think medals weren't like solidified as a thing until 1904. No. Even the podium. I looked yeah. it up. The podium wasn't a thing until, oh, geez, I think it was a while. It was a few yeah. games into it before they actually you, had the dais. Like, have you seen this this thing that's like occurring sometimes? So you got first, second, and third, right? Mm-hmm. If you're looking at the podium, so the, the people on the podium are looking at you, mm-hmm. where do those three people stand? Like middle, left, right. Where do they stand? For me looking at them. Yeah, so you're looking at them. First is middle, yep. second is- Left, mm-hmm. third is right. Have you noticed this trend of second being on the right? No. I've noticed it mostly in uh, Australian motorsport supercars where the second position is on the right. You're correct. I've never put- that, that is right. I've- yeah, and I've seen it in yeah. a couple of other things, other disciplines where second's on the right. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, this is a very easy formula. First on the, in the middle, second on the left, third on the right. And they're just like, oh, no, flip it. I don't get it. You're right. Mm. Even Rocket League at the end, the MVP's in the middle, second most highest points is on the left, and the third most is on the right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a standard format. Yeah. And then sometimes Some, they're just like, mm, whatever. Backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Hate it. Hate it. Do it right. So Mary's Mary's mother, Margaret, she also competed, shooting okay. a 67. Huh. And she, finishing uh, tied for seventh. Okay. So 47 was first. Yes. 67 was seventh. Correct. Wow. They were the first and only mother-daughter to compete in the same Olympic event at the same time. Ever? Ever. Till now? Till now. There you go. Also, mm-hmm. Margaret never knew she was competing in the Olympics. Yeah, this was a thing. It was a Especially thing. In, uh, in Paris. Yep. A lot of people didn't know they were competing. Yep. They're just like, hey, thanks for playing. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, this was the Olympics. Because I think Paris was the one that was over like, Four months or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a very long one. Yeah. yeah. She, she just thought it was a normal golf tournament mm. uh, and she died many years later. I thought you were going to say after the game. No, no. <laughs> like, hit her lightly, <laughs> sunk it on the 18th. Many, many years later, she okay. died. Uh, yeah. Never knowing that she won. <laughs> she was an Olympic champion. Wait, Mary? Uh, yeah. Oh, Mary. Oh, so Mary didn't know. I thought you meant Margaret. So the person who won Olympic gold bowl. I've got Margaret written down, but I think it was Mary who- uh, who, who won okay. many years later, yeah. never knew. It was only like a few years later, there was like a professor was looking into it and she and the professor actually tracked down the family to say, hey, look, your grandmother actually won, was an Olympic a champion. A gold medal bowl, yeah. yeah. No. Gold medal bowl, you know what I mean. It was, it, was either, it was either the mother or, the, or Mary the winner. I'm pretty sure it was the winner. She, yeah. she never knew she was taking part. In, That's pretty funny. That she was never put Olympic two and champion. two together. Yep. <laughs> like it just never once thought, 
Oh, the Olympics happened in Paris in yeah. 1900. What, what are they? They gave me this weird bowl. It says <laughs> Olympic champion on it. Weird. That's strange. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to the 1904 games. Yep. Women's archery was added. Mm-hmm. Uh, London 1908. That had 37 female athletes. Uh, they competed in archery, tennis, and figure skating. Stockholm 1912 had 47 women, gradually increasing in number. Yep. Swimming and diving were added, but figure skating and archery were removed. Yeah. From the list. Figure skating was? Yes. Huh. Later became part of the Winter Olympics, obviously. Correct. Uh, Antwerp, 1920. Yeah. 65 women competed. Uh, Archery was back in the program. Back in. Served at suspension. Yep. (laughs) It's it's just really weird going through a list of uh, disciplines that were removed and added and removed. Sad to see plunge for distance isn't in there still. (laughs) I did see one. I don't know if I actually wrote it down. What was the weirdo one that was in 1904 that- It was like arts. There was a mixed- I, I do remember reading a mixed competition for arts where it was like writing a poem. Yeah, okay. And there was a female that like finished second yeah. behind a man. Literature. That was a Olympic event. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which is strange. Um, yeah, I think you did mention it in the last episode, the, the weirdo yeah. one. Because we talked about the games coming to our home country. And yeah. Paris is the next country. Uh, Paris city. is the next one, yeah. And you said breakdancing is going to be- Yes, breakdancing. An Olympic sport. Mm. I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll see. Don't know. Speaking of Paris, they held the Games in 1924. Yep. And this was the first year that the Games were split into winter and summer games. Mm-hmm. And both events were held in the same year. Yep. Uh, I think they did that a couple of times they before did. they split them. Yep. There were 135 female competitors. And once again, Archery was given the flick, but women's fencing debuted. Okay. So archery's out again. Yep. In comes fencing. Why is archery in and out so much? Did they- no idea. Okay. Didn't explain it. Uh, then we get to Amsterdam, 1928. Nice. Uh, the Summer Games saw the debut of women's gymnastics and athletics. Yep. Athletic events included the 100 metres, 800 metres, 4 by 100 relay, high jump and discus throw. Nice. And this is where our girl, Elizabeth Robinson, became a star winning the first women's track gold medal. Nice. So the first gold medal for track. So here she comes, rounding the final turn. There's no turn in 100 metres, boy. It's a straight oh, okay. line. Meters. Yeah, I missed the 100 metre bit. <laughs> I don't think I actually mentioned it, but yeah, she won the, um, the gold for the 100 metres. For the handy. Let's get into her story. Yep. Elizabeth Betty Robinson was born on the 23rd of August, 1911. Nice. In Robinson, Illinois. Mm. Unfortunately, I couldn't find too much information on Betty's early life and probably because there's not much to say. It was 1911. Well, there's not much to say. She just yeah. she lived a generic American lifestyle. Nice. Up until about four months before the Amsterdam Games. I wonder if she scooped any goop. Probably not, because she's from Robertson, Illinois, not Boston, you know Massachusetts. They didn't have a big old tank there. Anyway. That's true. Mm. They could have had a molasses tank. Yeah. She was 16 years old, and she was trying to catch her local train yeah. to high school. Oh, this is a great- I, I can already see this is like a great movie story. She had missed its departure. Yeah. And was sprinting after it to get on. <laughs> yeah. And she caught up Look to Look at it. that girl, run! Yeah, she caught up to it quite- Quickly, apparently. She could be an Olympic champion, you know. Uh, can you relate to her at all? Uh, being fast. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, missing trains. Uh, no, I don't miss them generally. Uh. I do sprint for them a lot. <laughs> uh, my, I stand by You the, could be an Olympic champion. Look, I mean, it's inevitable. Um, I, I go by the idea that if you are not sprinting full pelt into the train as the doors sh- like very quickly shut behind you- 
you've wasted time. Yeah. Every precious second at home. <laughs> it's a great way to live. Sure. Sometimes you're going to miss a train. <laughs> Other times, it's great. Perfect timing. Yeah. So, as she was sprinting after this train, yep. the assistant track coach was actually on the train and she saw, he saw her sprinting at top speed and thought it was very impressive. Look at that girl's form. Yep. The following day, he set up some tests in the school corridor. Yep. To time her speed. In the corridor. Yep, in the corridor. <laughs> so it was like if I think it was over about 50 yards or something. He set up some little time trials. Yeah. I'm noticing this. Like, I'm, I'm already picturing the film in my head. Like, she's she's just sprinting down this hallway. Yep. And there's, like, kids poking their heads out behind her, like, whoa! And, like, bits of paper fly past. Like, yep. their hair gets oh, flicked. Yep. They're like, whoa! And there goes Lizzie again. So after se- um, testing her speed with the timing, he set up a meet. Uh, Betty was confused. Because at the time, she was unaware that women could compete in athletics at that time. Yeah. Three weeks later, on March 3rd, 1928, the meet was actually a competition between members of the Illinois Athletics Club. Okay. Yeah. Betty blew everyone away. She was untrained, unprepared, and this was her first race. Right. She finished a close second, almost beating Helen Fielke, the fastest at the club and US record holder in the 100 metres. Not bad, not so this bad. this is her first race. Good on her. And she's just blitzed it. See ya. And I bet she didn't get so much dust in her lungs that she spewed. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> she was offered to join the athletics club and accepted eagerly. Yeah. Over the next few months, she proved herself to be a powerhouse of talent. In a montage. A montage. And a little bit better in a montage. She was put through an intense montage. training regiment. To polish her emerging skills. Mm-hmm. Montage. And every shot show a little improvement <laughs> in a montage. Montage. <laughs> One of the training drills in yeah. this montage, um, she had to run after her train at least three times a week. <laughs> so she was made. They just take her back to the beginnings. Yep. You got to follow your roots, kid. <laughs> you got to catch this damn train. <laughs> so, yeah, they made her purposely miss it. Now, catch it. <laughs> yeah. Go. If you can't catch this train, how are you going to catch that gold bowl? (laughs) It's like something out of um, dodgeball. If you can't catch a train. (laughs) Can't catch a gold medal, kid. Uh, So her next race, Mm. just her second, like her second competition. It's against an automobile. (laughs) It's against a plane. On June 2nd, she she beat Filky uh, and she equaled the world record. She equaled the world record at a second race. Yep, the world record. Wow. I guess the world record back then was probably like 28 seconds or something. Like, no, I think it was 12.2. Hmm. Unfortunately, her time wasn't recognised. It was deemed that it was wind-assisted. Okay. So, Yeah, you always forget that's a thing. Hmm. Like, whenever you see world records, they always have like a, a wind number. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I believe it was 12.2 seconds hmm. that she equaled. Uh, but, yeah, wind-assisted, so it didn't count. That is lightning quick. That is very quick. Yeah. And considering, I think the current female world record at the moment's ten point two eight. So, and that's a hundred years later with like yeah. advanced track and shoes, and, and training and diet. Yeah. Like I get into this later. Definitely they, not roids. They didn't have training diets or anything. Like yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> she probably ate like a steak twenty yeah. minutes before. Yeah. Gotta fill you up with raw eggs, kid. Her third competition. Hear about that guy in the mo- in the marathon? Like <laughs> giving you that drink. <laughs> The strychnine, the rat yeah. poison, uh, and the brandy. Is it brandy? Yeah, it was brandy, uh-huh. strychnine, and eggs, I think. Ugh.
So her third competition. Yeah. It would be the 1928 Amsterdam Olympics. So nice. just her third competition, she's at the Olympics. This is one thing I miss. Not miss because I never lived it, but one thing that I wish still existed was that they just kind of plucked people from anywhere. Mm. They're like, here you go. Come on. Off to the Olympics. Good times. Betty was unknown. Mm. She finished second in her trial heat and would go on to win her semifinal. She would be the only US athlete to qualify in the 100 metres, like to qualify for the 100 metres final. Yeah. As I gave away at the start, she would win. Yep. Not without some minor hiccups though. Okay. Betty accidentally brought two left shoes with her to the track. Nice. And had to get someone to bring her a right-footed shoe, who apparently showed up just in time, just before the race. Yeah, I've had experience with two left shoes before. (laughs) Really? Sean's wedding. Oh, really? I don't know this story. So- in January, we went suit shopping. The wedding was in April. You don't have a lot of luck with- uh, Don't get me started. Wedding suits no. and stuff, do you? <laughs> no. And this was the second instance after the extremely tight pants at Cheesy's wedding. So going back to Cheesy's wedding. Bulge gate. It was, <laughs> what was, it was definitely when, bulge gate. It was uh, Cheesy's wedding. That was- uh, Evie was at newborn, so it would have been- um, I want to say 2016, but that doesn't seem right. 2017? Might have been 2017. Yeah. Bulge Gate 2017. <laughs> yeah, we showed up. We got the suits made in Sydney and, and in Brisbane is where we got measured up for them. The measurements were horrifically wrong. So we rock up to buy, to get the suits on and I can't pull them up. I can't pull the pants up over my thighs. And even <laughs> after a day of corrections and stretching and heat press and everything. And there was bits added, wasn't it? There like was a patch added in. in the crutch. <laughs> yeah, it was still so tight that- um, it was- Freddie yeah. Prince Jr. would have been proud. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you've ever worn skins, it was like that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. suit pants. Yeah. So, pretty much every photo from the wedding, I'm covering up <laughs> my groin with my hands because it's it's there. So, what it's, about the shoes, though? Yeah. So, we did the, the suit shopping in January uh, and we went to this shoe shop and they were like, oh, yeah, we don't have your size in the brown. Um, we'll order them in uh, and we'll call you when they're in. So it gets to uh, mid-February and I call them. I'm like, hey, where's these shoes? And they're like, oh, they're here. Come get them. Um, so I I get the shoes um, and one of them is different. So it's two different shoes. <laughs> and so I take them back. Like color-wise or? Uh, two completely different Oh, cuts. just different styles. Yeah. Right, yep. Um, so I take them back and I'm like, hey, uh, you gave me two of two different shoes. And they're like, oh, sorry about that. We'll fix it up for you. Um, so I think like early March, they're like, hey, the the correct shoes are in. So I go and I pick them up. I take one shoe out of the box and I'm like, yep, that's the shoe. Nice. I think I looked at the other one and went, great. They're the same. Same Excellent. shoes. Perfect. Put them in, in the box. <laughs> Didn't take them out again until two days before Sean's wedding. Two days before the wedding, Sean's like, hey, we should probably just like put the suits on so that we know what they look like as one one thing. And I'm like, yep, great. Take the shoes out. Put on my left shoe, get my other left shoe. <laughs> and I'm like, uh-oh. I've got two left shoes. i got two left shoes, boys. <laughs> and so, yeah, I had to borrow a pair of Sean's shoes. Sean has a foot that is two sizes bigger than mine. Uh, so, I was swimming in his shoes the whole wedding. Oh, not just the one. So, you had like one fitted shoe and one clown foot? Oh, yeah. It was a different pair of shoes. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So, you just had two clown feet? Yeah, just two clowny boys. Yeah. So, that's my two wedding wedding clothing mishaps. Not great. Not great at all. Back to the race. <laughs> that took a while, yeah. didn't it? Uh, there were three false starts and two athletes were nice. two athletes were disqualified. Yeah. That's the thing. You get disqualified if you false start more than once, I think. 
I think it's just once, Neil. You false start, you're out. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Uh, but the result was Betty winning in a world record time of 12.2 seconds. There you go. Good honour. Betty remains the youngest athlete to win Olympic 100-metre gold. There is a video of this race, and I'll give it to you, boy, and you can add it in the link tree. Put it on the linkies. Uh, it was a pretty close race with the Canadian Fanny Rosenfeld Great coming man. in second to win silver. So close, Fanny. It was a very close race, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Did this- she do that like arms up in the air, chest pressed forward as she crossed the line like that? Oh. Uh, no, it was just a little bit of a head bob head bob as she nice. crossed the line. Um, Picturing like breaking the ribbon at the end of a marathon. like uh. Yeah. So like I said, her friends had surrounded her. She didn't yeah. actually realize she had won until- her friends had like jumped onto the track and surrounded. Oh, right. I thought you were going to say till she was like 85. And- no, no. <laughs> no, she didn't actually. Yeah. Her, her friend surrounding her was like, oh, crap, I've, actually, yeah. I've actually won. So um, there was like a, a, a reporter who described it like, you know, like a young, shy girl with a yeah. um, slightly embarrassed smile because she's so. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, youngest athlete to ever win a 100, um, 100 meter Olympic gold. The 100 metres wasn't the highlight. Okay. It is today, though, like the event. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Yep. The blue riband. Back then, runners had to dig their own holes for their feet in the, in the track for the starting. As so it should be. No starting box. They had to dig little yep. holes for their feet. Uh, there was little training, equipment was poor, and there was no racing diet. So I guess it was more of a hobby than the uh, like full-time. Yeah, it was all amateur. Yeah, full-time job it yeah. is today. The Olympics didn't become professional athletes until much, much later. Mm. Betty also competed in the women's 4x100 team. Yep. Uh, and they won silver with the strong Canadian team winning gold. Nice. Good on them. Oh, Canada. This would not be the end of her story, though. Okay. Uh, where is the comeback? What? Well, I said this is what, like potentially one oh. of the greatest comeback stories in Olympic history. Oh, right. Yeah. history. Where's the comeback? Well, after winning gold... Betty joined Northwestern University where she decided to pursue a physical education degree, hoping to become a coach at the 1936 Olympics. Yep. She also started a serious training routine in preparation for the 1932 Games. Why? (laughs) She didn't need one before. I guess she wanted to be better. True. Faster. Stronger. Better. Bolder. Stronger. June 29th, 1931, a year before the next Games, it was a hot day Mm -hmm. and Betty's coaches didn't want her to go swimming because it was because swimming involved using different muscles. Yeah. Instead, Betty decided to cool off in the sky. Uh-oh. In a biplane with her cousin. Uh-oh. Who had recently earned his pilot's license. Uh-oh. According to witnesses, yeah. the plane reached an altitude of about 400 metres yeah. when the engine stalled and went into a nosedive. Uh, that's not what you want to do in a plane, by mm-hmm. the way. There, Betty and her cousin laid in the plane's rubble and debris. So they crashed. Okay. Unconscious and se- severely injured. Yeah. Uh, big old plane crash. Little old plane crash. Little old plane crash. Yeah. Uh, Is this how you came across that video the other day? Nope. Okay. No, that was like- Because that was crazy. That was like an hour after it happened, that video. That was crazy. Yeah. But we yeah. are referring to the Wings Over Dallas uh, yeah. air show where the, I think it was a P-63 King Cobra collided with a B-17. Yeah. Big- very obvious crash. Yeah. We'll, we'll also link tree this because it is bonkers. The, well, yeah, the, the Cobra seemed to collide with the fuselage just behind the wings. Yeah. It disintegrated and it just cut. Down it went. It cut the B-17 in half and just. Yeah. Nothing you could do. They're only, they're only like 100 metres off the ground. Like yeah. just no time. Goodbye. Good night. Very sad. Very sad loss of life and very sad loss of 
uh, historical aircraft. Aircraft, yeah. I think the B seventeen was only one of nine currently. Just crazy. Still flying yeah. planes, yeah. Wild to see. So this plane crash in a biplane, you know, like they're laying in the field or wherever. Um, the first person on the scene assumed she was dead. She was bleeding from an eight-inch gash on her forehead. Her left arm was shattered and her left leg was snapped in three places and grotesquely twisted. Ugh. So apparently this was a common thing back in this time. I read like people would see plane crashes, you know, like if you had extra money, you'd have a plane or whatever. Yeah. And just like a Sunday drive, you'd go up and people would have crashes. So like yeah. if you were driving along and you'd seen it, you'd go- Check apparently, it apparently it was a thing. You'd go and collect the bodies and take them to the- Like there was rewards for bringing in uh, yeah. corpses. Okay. Glad that's not still a thing. Yeah, so, <laughs> strange. Anyway, the man who found her placed her in the trunk of his car and drove to a local old person's home because at the home he knew the underca- undertaker. Yeah. Like I said, this was a thing. Just drive it Did off to the- Did he take the brother? No. Oh. Well, I, maybe. So the brother was actually taken to hospital. Yeah. Or the cousin was taken to hospital. To, cousin. And, and got treated properly. Yeah. Whereas uh, Betty was assumed dead. Right. So she was taken to the undertaker. It was only Sheesh. then- <laughs> It was only then that the undertaker noticed that she was actually still breathing. Yeah, right. And alive. From there, she was taken to hospital to be treated. Yeah. Uh, the cousin, There we go. The cousin survived and was taken to hospital straight away. So, Oh. Probably didn't need to say that again, but I did. Betty would drift in and out of consciousness for the next 11 weeks. Yep. Some reports said she was in a coma for seven months. In any case, she was then confined to a wheelchair for six months afterwards as her legs, leg was stabilised with a silver rod and pin. Oh, yep. So, big old break in a leg and some metal work. Ouch. The injured leg would end up being half an inch shorter than her other leg. And I doubt I have to say it, but she missed the 1932 games. Yep. Yeah, I thought that. Mm. Okay. So now she's got, her left leg is- Shorter. About 12 mil shorter than her right leg. Jeez. And that would feel so weird. That would be so weird. Not exactly what you want for someone who's probably the current 100 meter world record holder. Yeah. Betty did run again though. Yep. Uh, You gotta catch the train, kid. (laughs) Back to the movie. Like get get back to the train. You won't catch the train in that wheelchair, kid. (laughs) So, yeah, she, she spent a couple of months in a wheelchair and then another month or two in crutches. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So. But, yeah, she would run again, uh, but she couldn't bend her knee enough for a crouching start. So, she had to start from standing up. Standing up. Yep. Even so, she was- fifth. So, she can't bend her knee enough to crouch, but nope. she can still <laughs> sprint at full pace. Yep. Love it. Sprint so fast that she was fifth of six women and made the Olympic 4x100 relay team for the 1936 Games. Wow. I have seen a video of this race. Uh, this will be another one that we link. So we've got three videos coming out of this one. Yep. And it is strange to say the least. Not for so, not for reasons you'd think of. Okay. So I'm going to describe the video for you a little bit. Gonna, okay. We're getting to the end of the story here. I'm going to describe like a bit of a word painting for you. Yep. The camera pans across the stadium. Okay. The Olympic flag is flapping in the breeze. So too is the American flag. Uh-huh. And right next to it, the Nazi SWAT sticker flag. Ah, uh, yeah, the Nazi games. Yeah. This is the 1936 Berlin Games. Yeah. Also known as the Nazi games. Yeah. The weirdest Olympics of them all. The camera cuts to the stands, fans cheering across the crowd, then to the runners preparing for the race, specifically the German relay team who are favourite to win. Yeah. As they set the world record in the heats. Then, in his dignitary box, 
discussing the upcoming race, Hitler. Mm. The runners are ready, starting pistol fires, and they're off. The Germans take an early commanding lead. Betty is running the third leg of the relay, and the US is in second, but a long way behind the Germans. You can briefly see Betty running in this video, uh, a distinct style from the shorter length. Like you can see, like literally, not yeah, limping, like a weird gait. Yep. Yeah. Mary Dollinger, the third leg runner for the German, hands the baton over to Al Dorfelt, who drops the baton. Ooh. Clearly, the clearing the path for the US anchors Helen Stevens to steam home, winning the gold medal with a time of forty six point nine seconds. Nine nine nine. It does cut to again. I'll link the video, but there is a like. Yeah. As the race is going, Hitler's up, he's Animated. cheering, he's cheering. Yeah. Um, and then the, obviously- Oh, that's is good. Uh-oh. Obviously the baton drop and then he sits down and- oh. It's just, I found it so strange. Yeah. To be watching this video and you've got like the Nazi flag, Hitler. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the war. I've not really seen any videos- it, Like, it is weird to remember that, uh, like, the Nazis were in power for a while before- the war, yeah. Yeah. So, like, the, the stuff like this happened. And the SWAT sticker flag was Germany's flag. Yeah. From, oh, I think it was 1933. Might have been a bit later. When, uh, when um, Hitler was elected chancellor, he actually changed mm-hmm. it to the black, white, and red and the Nazi flag as yeah. the official German flag. Yeah. So, what is it now? Like, black, yellow, and red? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, it's strange. Like, I'll show you the video afterwards, like, just to see. Yeah. Yeah. Betty had done it. She'd come back from the dead, come back from a plane crash, a severely broken leg to win another Olympic gold medal. You done it, kid. You done it for your coach. After her triumph, um, or actually, so- Just in the canon that I'm creating for this coach, he's dead at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he died, sadly. And she was like, I'm running for you, coach. That's just her echo, like his echo, like like an Obi-Wan force ghost. Yeah, like she sees the the American cross finish line. She does one of these ones. Kisses her hand and points to the sky, and then like the coach is looking down <laughs> in like, the clouds. A, like a cloudy ghost, and he's like, ah, "You done good, kid." This is a great movie. I'm surprised there's no movie on this. Um, so yeah, they'd come back to a ticker tape parade, yeah, um, all that kind of stuff. And the women's relay team were actually in the second car, so I think there was some sort of weight in the order of who was in the what yeah, cars. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're pretty highly, pretty well rated. celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So after her triumph, Betty would still be involved in athletics, becoming an international coach, a timer for the events, motivational speaker, and an advocate for female athletics. Good. She would marry Richard Swartz in 1939 and have two children, Richard and Jane. Nice. Um, So if you were to look up Betty Robinson, might come under, or Elizabeth Robinson, might come under Elizabeth Schwartz. Schwartz. Do we want to end with her story there or do we want to find it? Like, do we want to end on a happy note or do we want to find out what happened to her later in life? Let's end on a happy note because okay. that makes it sound like it didn't go so well for Betty. Uh, no, the rest of her life was uneventful. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, let's not even bother then. Yeah. Go out on top. Um, some people would, when finding out her story, um, like she would be known for the woman surviving the plane crash, thinking that yeah. she was dead. Um, and then digging into it, you find out, well, oh, she's actually an Olympic gold medalist. and Yeah, twice. Twice. Um, yeah. Um, so I think- we should be celebrating that fact that she actually won two Olympic gold medals, yeah. especially winning after such a serious injury and, yeah. and um, accident as well. Good honour. And that's the story of Betty Robinson. So Good thanks job, a- Betty Robinson. Thanks again to Kirsty for recommending this story. Uh, I found it truly fascinating and an incredible tale. And that makes two episodes in a row 
suggested by our partners. By our partners, yeah. Good, good, good. It's good not having to have to do the heavy lifting of ideas. Yeah, <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while. But yeah, that's it. That's a- uh, Good story, boy. That's it, yeah. I figured you seen what was coming when I mentioned the plane. Uh, as soon as that, you mentioned the plane- Did I say that right? I felt like I said yeah. that wrong. As soon as you mentioned the plane, I was like, oh, a plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she apparently- It's she, the 1920s. Of course it crashed. Yeah, she was sitting in the front seat of the yeah. biplane. Um, yeah, front seat was not the pilot seat. No. Hmm. Big old plane crash. Little old plane crash. Little old plane crash. Oh, don't worry about this little old plane. But yeah, just to come back from like shattered a FEMA in three spots. Yeah, that's a that's the big boy. That's you the big don't one. Want to break that one? And then to come back and win another mm. gold medal. So yeah, she finished her I guess Olympic career with two gold medals and one silver medal. So what an effort. Good job. I'm surprised. I just this is what I love about this podcast. Like we get weird stories like the uh, marathon. Yeah, which is just ridiculousness. Yeah, but then we get stories like this, which is. Just human triumph. Human triumph. Yeah. Like, you know, like such a just incredible, uh, I don't determination of, I guess, raw talent in some ways as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of like, ha- like how do you achieve so much with so little, mm. you know? Good stuff. Very good. That's right. it. Back in a fortnight's time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, you can find us on social media platforms at Cheeky Towers Pod. Facebook, um, Twitter, and Instagram. Hopefully you've already found where our podcasts are because you're listening to us. Uh, if you can share a friend, share it with a friend. Um, let them know of this incredible woman. Yeah. Um, I did have a website open of like, uh, like Australian first and all that, but I figured that was too far down the rabbit hole. Focused on Betty, Betty leading betters, betters, and leading up to her and her tale. Yeah. So yeah, thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a fortnight's time with your story, boy. It will be my story. Uh, another crazy week for you. I feel like we did this about yep, four about weeks four ago. Weeks ago. <laughs> Two episodes Into ago. Into it again. Um, yeah. Having to, because the last move didn't go through. We're going through a move this time. Yeah. Did not move into the mold sanctuary. Uh, <laughs> ended up giving that one up. Now it's a new place. So moving again. Woo. <laughs> so you're probably another reason why it's a bit of a shorter episode again. So less editing time for Aaron. Yeah. Um, the next one will probably be the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you, boy. No worries. Good night, everyone. Good night. You got one last yawn in you? No. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> that was so fake. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it kind of turned into a real one, though, didn't it? May I make a recommendation, boy? Or sure. A request. Can I make a request? Sure. Don't mention the last Olympic episode until I do. Okay. Okay, because I have it written in. So I don't know if you were going to or not. Okay. We are ready to go. Marvelous. A young. Hey, remember we did that Olympics <laughs> episode? <laughs>